We are the girls from Boxcar A, and we're here to talk and teach about The Walking Dead with you. Hi, I'm Pamela. And I'm Taya. And welcome to episode four of The Girls in Boxcar A. Tonight, we'll be discussing the 14th episode of season 10, Look at the Flowers. But first, some news if you haven't heard about the season finale. You can take it because I'm very upset. You're very upset about the I know. We're, we're all kind of upset. We're we're struggling with this right now. Um so the uh season finale has been postponed until air quotes later in the year. Um coronavirus strikes um another victim, The Walking Dead. Um it's been filmed, but um they haven't been able to do the post-production, so it looks like episode 15, The Tower, is going to be our last episode until further notice. And, you know, I and a lot of the fans are wondering about that because it seems to me if they've already done 15, they could have done 16, too, because the spinoff was supposed to start right after. And they had to post, they postponed it first. Mm -hmm. They announced that it was being postponed first uh, before they did the season finale being postponed. And it's just weird to me how Walking Dead has been wrapped up since November and they still haven't finished the season finale. I don't know. Fans are not happy about that. They don't understand how, and I don't know the technical side of that, what all it entails, but it's coming up pretty soon. I just feel like somebody sneak in there and do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. We have all our spoilers and predictions, and now then they haven't even announced when it's going to be. I would think, I would think maybe May. Yeah. Um, I I was a little surprised by it, like you. I thought it, it would have already been done by now. Yeah. I I don't know how much they have to do. Um, I wonder if there's a reason because of the tie-in. I don't know. Um, the tie-in to the new series, I mean. Um, but it it's very disappointing. That, oh, that's uh, a good thought. That could be, since they had to postpone that, and they really wanted to see, I, because I know, you know, how they do that. Like, they tried with Badlands and... <laughs> <laughs> when it first started they'll they'll sandwich it between yeah. talking dead and try to draw in dead, some so. uh, viewers that way yeah yeah so that's a possibility that that's why they postponed it is because they want that lead in so we're forced to watch <laughs> we're forced to watch world beyond if we want to see chris hardwick that night yeah. One thing I find interesting too with The Walking Dead, I always find that the episode before the season finale mm -hmm. tends to be a really great episode. It does. And could be a season finale in and of itself. So you know, maybe we're not maybe we're gonna be left with like a major cliffhanger or something. Um because you don't have any information on how on um the next episode how that's gonna end yet, do you? No, I have a very little information, which I'm surprised, but I think a lot of it 
is taken up with Ezekiel and Eugene and Princess and Miko, and then going back to <laughs> another cabin in the woods. <laughs> because that, yep, cabins everywhere. That's a, that's a thing in Virginia, cabins uh, in the woods. I'm going to look uh, next time I go by there, and if I don't see a bunch of cabins, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> Apparently, they have boats hanging out in cabins now, too. Yeah, and, and you know, not that much water in the area that <laughs> <laughs> they're supposed to be in. I mean, a little, little waterways, but the tiny, the tiny boats that they have that, uh, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't think that this is happening there. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to the boats later. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, and the cabins. <laughs> All the cabins, so many cabins. Okay, before before that we get into anything, I want to give a shout out to my friend, <laughs> my friend, and our listener. <laughs> our first listener, our first listener, Ben, uh, because he's giving great suggestions to us and little tips and uh, little pats on the back that we've needed, and uh, Ben. I know you're listening. <laughs> Always listening. Thank you, ben. And thank you. We appreciate you so much. And thank you for um, all of you who've been listening. Um, we've actually got uh, gotten quite a few listeners over the last three episodes. So, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Someone more than my mother is listening. So that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into it. So because um, of the recent demise of Alpha and uh, the rise of what I like to call Half Moon Beta, uh, we thought we'd start this episode by taking a look at some of the best and the not-so-best villains that have shown up in the series. And as I was doing some research here, I didn't realize just how many villains they actually actually had going all the way back to the first season so do you want to start that one off or uh oh sure okay i think so far as far as villains go in this series that alpha is the queen <laughs> there's no wavering with her there's no conflict at all even when it looks like that she is being defeated in some way when Lydia wouldn't come back to her, she went after her, sure, but she didn't, I mean, I'm a mom, I would have dragged my daughter out of that movie theater and kept going, and she's just, you know, okay, I don't want you anymore, I'm gonna go decapitate some people. She's, I mean, it's, she is, she's completely unwavering in her villainy, there's not a moment that, even if, you know, you see some emotion in her, she has beta whip it the hell right out of her. Yeah, literally. Yeah, <laughs> and she she's hanging on to that no matter what, and she did until the end. I mean, her final moments were her thinking she was going to kill her own daughter. I mean, I think that she she is the villain. We saw the governor waver a little bit when he you know had his new family and he'd you know go back and forth and several times we saw him but you know he would always snap and even you know when he was with martinez he seemed like yeah 
this is going to work out. And then suddenly you go golfing with a governor and, <laughs> and that's it. You get dragged into a screaming pit. And, <laughs> you know, but, but we, we could see some conflict in him. I think almost with, even with Shane who, and yes, I think that Shane was a villain. I, I yep. really did. Little debate about that one. He's the, the good guy who became a villain. Uh, right in front of our eyes, really. I mean, he's certainly an antagonist to to Rick. Yeah, I don't even know if Shane was ever a good guy. I get back to their very first conversation where he was calling women, um, how do you refer to it? Boobs with a set of legs attached to him or something. Very oh. disrespectful. See, I, I always thought that Shane was a piece of shit. <laughs> even when he did things that were okay and then you know he tried to rape Lori at the cdc he's a piece of mm. shit and he stayed that way he just became a worse piece of shit you know mm. as it as it went along but yeah. i mean he did have moments that he did okay things like when uh, he was washing carol's hands you know after after sophia and things like that little little glimmers of being human but he was a terrible person mm. yeah just a, a, a terrible person it's the ways that i look at villains so alpha is definitely what i call the driven villain and there's no stopping her and she is just she's just pure evil yeah i mean nothing gets in her way i don't know what that woman's problem is but yeah <laughs> you know uh, a, a terrifying villain. Um, actually, I really enjoyed the um, the Whisperers. I have found them to be um, one of the most terrifying foes in a long time that um, our heroes have had to deal with. Uh, Beta is my my favorite favorite villain. He is just there is just something so menacing, and I love watching them beat the shit out of Daryl. <laughs> they were my favorite in the comic, too. They were my favorite villains in the comic. They, I mean, they're just, in, as a team, they're just very menacing. But then you also have the villains that, as you say, have the little bit of conflict. That you can see where they get their twisted view of the world that makes them do things you know, against what would we consider good or moral, like the governor yeah. and giving him, um, you know, his his daughter, Penny. And basically that's what, what really twisted him. Um, you know, I take a look at uh, Gareth and Mary, you know, from Terminus. And, um, you know, there's the whole flashback that they were, you know, uh, they took some insiders in who, who raped them and, you know, uh, treated them poorly and that turned them. So you can see where some of the characters, you can see where the turn begins. And then there are some that are just driven. And Alpha and Vader are definitely like the driven ones. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, what's even, what even sets them more apart from the other mm -hmm. villains is how organized they are i mean look mm -hmm. how many of them there are and no one steps out of line and you could see even with with any of the uh, any of the other villains negan tomas and andrew from the prison 
you know, Paula, everybody, it seemed like anyone who had like a little group of villains were ready to kind of throw them over if they saw something better come along. But Mm -hmm. the Whisperers are devoted. And it's just amazing that they're keeping all these people, number one, in line. Number two, they got them wearing rotten flesh. That's just amazing to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, um, it, they, they have their crew and their crew has their marching orders. And it's just, it's, it's fabulous to see and makes them all the more terrifying, you know? Um, but, uh, you know, what? another villain I really like who had problems with his crew was, uh, Joe from the Claimers. For me, that whole group is a, is a close second. They were terrifying to me as well. And what I find interesting about Joe is Joe is someone who really felt, like Negan almost, that he was bringing order to the world with his rules. You know, that, you know, you didn't lie, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, or things would happen to you. So I, I found Joe to be a, a very, very interesting villain as well. I really liked his portrayal. Yeah, I, like, I liked and, him. Too. And we uh, talked a, a little bit about him in another episode. And, mm-hmm. you know, we both like the actor so much. And he, he, he was a villain because, yeah, he got rapey and everything there at the end. Wanted to tell <laughs> rapey and wanted to kill Rick and... Michonne and have Daryl beaten to death but he was his his rules were I thought pretty fair yeah you know uh, but it it just just for that group of guys they weren't really respectful of other people because when they found Michonne's clothes they were waiting for her to come back of course and they Mm -hmm. were going to rape her because they knew it was a woman which was terrible, mm-hmm. but they did have their set of rules and it worked for them. If they wouldn't have run into any other people, <laughs> I think they would have been fine. Yeah. You know, it's just that they... Yeah, and of, and of course, the uh, the portrayal of Joe, I thought, was just right on, too. You yeah, know? And, and I think that they would be true to how people would actually behave in mm-hmm. a type of zombie apocalypse situation where they have mm-hmm. to have rules for themselves, but they're still doing horrible things. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that, that's kind of interesting to me that they seem, out of all the villains, I think they seem the most realistic. If that makes, if that makes yes. sense. <laughs> no, it, it does. Yeah. It does. Well, I mean, they're just a group of guys just wandering around the countryside, really. You know, I really would have liked to have seen Joe at Terminus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been something. Because even he was that... saying when he saw the signs, oh, that's not for people like us. It's a damn lie. Because that's what his mm-hmm. famous <laughs> That's a damn lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or see, that's not a damn lie. That's the truth. <laughs> I loved everything about him. I really did, except for the trying to murder Rick part. But (laughs) but I really would have, and I was hoping 
No, because I knew those were the um, marauders from the comic, and yeah, I you know I knew what happened, but I was kind of hoping maybe that didn't happen with Joe. That maybe someone else, and hopefully he would kind of turn the corner and go with him to Terminus. But but no, it was not to be. And then <laughs> yeah, I was actually. I was actually pretty upset. I mean, I knew that they were going to, you know, do the neck bite thing with Joe, but I, I was pretty upset to see him, to see him go. I didn't think it was going to be that graphic for some reason. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know it was <laughs> When that happened, I'll never forget, I was at, I was in Florida at a wedding. I was a wedding planner for my friend Gabby, and everyone I think everyone had left and gone back home and we were staying for the week so I was by myself watching it and at the time I didn't have a group and no live chat or anything so I'm texting with my niece and as soon as that mm -hmm. happened we were both just on the phone with each other then I said that did not just happen and she goes <laughs> I'm pretty traumatized and she goes I'm watching it again as soon as it's over <laughs> because you know the episode would repeat the encore and we both did of course but i did not think it was going to be that way yeah that was that was a great episode we'll do a, a conversation sometime about um you know best like season finales or you know something like that but that that whole episode and that whole scene with the claimers is just uh mm -hmm. classic this classic walking dead <laughs> but uh, another villain I liked was um, I actually liked Owen from the Wolves because of his winning smile because of his winning smile that's it yeah <laughs> like he had been eating Cheetos for a long time <laughs> I just felt the, the whole Wolves um, sequence was uh, was a really good sequence in that season when the wolves attacked uh, Alexandria and uh, of course Carol had some classic moments during that too that was back when Carol was really yeah. Carol. <laughs> you know I have a little kind of behind the scenes drama that not a lot of people know about that the wolves Ooh. was it was supposed to be a little bit different and I think that it was supposed to be more expanded but Someone who was on Team Wolf mistakenly, or I, I don't think that he meant for it to have any repercussions, but he shared pictures on social media from his scenes. Uh, and mm -hmm. he was supposed to be not as prominent as Owen, of course, but he had speaking lines and things like that. And they cut him completely out. As a matter of fact, yeah. knowing knowing who the actor is, when I've watched that again, he's barely seen. They did an amazing job of cutting him the hell out of there. But I know that he had lines. <laughs> and yeah. I think that would have been, that's a shame. You know, I think it would have been a little, yeah. little more interesting. I liked it okay as it was, but I know what his lines were and, um, his contribution and I really don't think that he spoiled it in such a way that fans didn't know 
anyway from you know fans that seek out spoilers like me you know and not mm-hmm. a big deal but yeah. but I did kind of like Owen I <laughs> at the end when he was killed anyway I felt so bad for Morgan because <laughs> I think that Morgan was really determined to turn things around for him yeah yeah, I, I did like the little interaction between the two of them. Um, you know, of course, uh, Lenny James is awesome He's always anyway, awesome. So. <laughs> Don't you think, though, to yeah. be honest, shouldn't Morgan have just have killed them instead of sticking them in a car? Oh, my God. They... Damn it, Morgan. Yes, Stay in crazy yes, town yes. when you need to. <laughs> you know? oh. Yeah, that, that, was, that was frustrating to me that when Morgan doesn't kill people, bad things happen. Yes. And I'm yes. not down with that at all. That could all that could have been avoided and it did so much damage and just because Morgan doesn't wanna met the cheese maker. There we go. <laughs> well, we both had the same least mm-hmm. favorite. Um from Slabtown which was the episode with um, Beth in the hospital. Yeah, she was not a good villain. I don't even, I don't even know what that was. That was, you know, since, yeah. since it went nowhere with Beth, except to kill her, that, yeah. that episode was useless. She was a useless villain. I don't understand why that she kept beating Beth in the face. That was terrible. And, I, I don't understand that whole slap time, uh, slap town slash Coda thing. I Coda is the episode where uh, Beth was actually killed. Um, I, I I just don't understand. I, I would like to just get rid of those two episodes. Because totally. it was like they were still being cops, but they didn't really stand for any sort of order. I don't know why anyone in that hospital mm-hmm. listened to Dawn. It's great that they had doctors and stuff, but they could have brought more people in. They could have just all united against Dawn and said, we really don't need you running a hospital. What are you even doing? It, it was, that was just very silly to me. And she was a terrible villain anyway. Yeah. I, think, I think Beth could have taken her yeah. if she would have used something besides manicure scissors. She was in a hospital. They have saws there, little... What's the word? Little hatchets? Something. That was just, that was silly for her to do that. And it seemed like all because that Dawn wanted to keep Noah. No one yeah, was behind I, Dawn at this point. And I think that Noah should have said to her, Eat a dick. I'm going. <laughs> what could she, really, what could she have done? If they just said, yeah. we're armed, you're armed, either we're just going to kill each other or we're leaving here with Noah and Beth. Yeah, I hated that. I hated all, all the other ones, too. The, the the cops that they had there. It just, it's terrible. Yeah, it, it, yeah. No, it was not the shining moment no. of the series. I didn't like, sure. I'm tied with Dawn and Gareth. I really didn't like Yeah. As much fun as the Terminus episode was when Carol blew up everything, 
which I did really yeah. enjoy. Just that was such a tiny little comic arc. It didn't matter. I mean, it, it was the way that the Dale went out, but they dragged out the terminus thing for mm-hmm. so long, and then you know, them being cannibals and following them and eating some of Bob. Yeah, I just I, I I like Gareth for two reasons. I do really love the scene between him and Bob when you know he's eating his leg and you know all that and tainted meat, the tainted meat thing. I love that whole thing. And he got the red hatchet. That was such a fitting end for him. And uh, in a way, it was the beginning. Well, not in a way. It was the beginning of Rick going to crazy town. It just, you know, it just went on a bit long. And I don't know why that they would have followed them to Gabriel's church. And I just had a lot of problems with, like. I think if they took the Terminus part. Yeah, that was too much. Yeah, that's if that's they had what, a damn rendezvous you know. <laughs> again, <laughs> and if they had all gone to Terminus, maybe in just a couple groups and went there, defeated them, and you know, it happened in one episode, you know, if it was very quick, but it, it went on for so long, and then with them. It, it's just so weird that after <laughs> that after Terminus fell, they were still just so committed to eating people. <laughs> to me, yeah. to me, that's crazy. And they didn't have, yeah. I, I, and I don't know if you know this or if it, I, I, I'm creepy. This probably isn't well known, but you can't eat people. You can't. You'll get very sick. <laughs> Okay, everyone, if the zombie apocalypse happens, don't eat people. It can don't, kill don't you. You will get very sick. And I know that they were putting the meat on the dryers and uh, making jerky or whatever and cooking them, but it will still still make you very, very sick. There's still some animals around, even if you have to eat a wild dog. It just doesn't seem to me it's worth it being that committed to being cannibals. And I just, just didn't like it. They would, would have gotten very sick. Honestly, don't eat people. No. no. Don't eat people. Wise words. That's so gross. But <laughs> yeah, so I, Gareth, very attractive, but I just didn't, I, I didn't, nothing against him or anything as a character really, but it just went on so long. I was like, Yes, Rick, just hit him with that machete. <laughs> it's great. And I wish it would have happened a little sooner. And then Dawn and Gareth are tied for me. And then my next one is Paula yeah. from the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. She's the, uh, she was one of the claimers, the kidnapped no, Maggie saviors. and. Savior. Yeah. Huh? Savior. Sorry. <laughs> I always do that. <laughs> she was one of the saviors. That uh, kidnapped uh, Maggie and that was um, another filler. Carol, I didn't, I didn't care about her. Yeah, cooking a carrot and cooking coffee and what was the other thing? A bean. I don't what. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever her little story that she told. 
evaluate getting stronger or whatever. And yeah, it's very scary. she was in, unfortunately. She's a good actress, but the biggest problem I had with um, uh, Alicia Witt, mm-hmm. who played Paula, is she's in so many damn Hallmark is she Christmas movies. Oh, oh God, she's Hallmark. in a ton of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I. It's one of my guilty I'm pleasures. I'm unsentimental uh, and creepy, apparently. <laughs> I, I know not to eat people. Yeah, <laughs> I know not to eat people, but I don't like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have problems like reconciling the two. Like when I watch her in The Walking Dead, I see her as the Hallmark star. Now when I watch her in Hallmark, I'm like. Oh, but she was mean to Maggie. I've honestly only seen her in two things, I believe. Sybil, which was Sybil Shepard's sitcom years ago. She played her daughter. And what else have I seen her in? Oh, Two Weeks Notice. The Sandra Bullock in... Yes, yep. Hugh Grant movie, yeah. I think those are the only things that that I've really seen her in. Which she was fine, but mm-hmm. yeah, another filler episode I could have, you know, again with Carol feeling bad about killing done. people. And, you know, I wouldn't feel bad about killing somebody that's trying to kill me. And that's definitely where Paula was going. Yeah. You know, she was a savior. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You're free to kill her. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> another one we'll have to get into sometime. Carol's whole life. An episode you thought Lizzie was a villain? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I did struggle with it because I, you know, she is mentally ill. But you know, I mean, to me, the definition of a villain is an antagonist, someone who is against the protagonist somehow. And um, or provide some sort of obstacles for the protagonist, and she certainly provided a lot of obstacles, and like you know, killing her sister, yeah. you know, getting ready to kill Judith. But yeah, in the long run, I see her as a, as a villain. You know, uh, what's tragic about Lizzie, of course, is yeah. a it's mental illness, and where maybe she would have gotten help. Well, she was getting help before the apocalypse hit. What I want to know do what the doctor was telling her to look at flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's not. I, I, a little I bit of a psycho. That, um, I don't know if that's going to help. I I wonder. I often wonder if maybe she's on. She was on meds pre-apocalypse, and you know there are no meds now with the apocalypse. So I wonder if that could have, you know, deteriorated to her mental deterioration. But I did, I, I do struggle with the character of Lizzie because although I see her as a villain, I see her as a very tragic one. About whether she was on medication or not. And what I always came back to with that is why didn't her father ever share this information with Carol that Lizzie was mentally ill? Because if her sister knew to tell her to look at the flowers to calm down when she was having an episode, the father 
had to be getting some sort of therapy or treatment for her. And he kept it to himself. And I think that if he would have given Carol a little heads up, she wouldn't have been so much in denial when she saw the signs of it. And it would have literally probably saved Mika's life. Well, he was he was dying at the time, though, right? When he when he gave Carol yes, but they when had he gave been the in the prison for some time because she seemed to be yeah. friends with him. She seemed to be friendly with him. She seemed to already know the girls. Yeah. And it, it, there's no cable TV mm-hmm. in the apocalypse at that prison. What are they? They're talking about their lives. <laughs> you know, I, I I at least I would. Yeah. I'd be these people are. This is the issue I have with these people in the apocalypse to begin with. They're so closed mouthed. I don't understand it because when Negan had them all lined up and was given his little, I'm Negan, I do not appreciate you kill my men. And also when they first got to Alexandria and Deanna was talking to them and we saw the little videos not once did they say to anyone not to Nia not to Deanna well this is what went on with the governor and then these cannibals tried to eat us <laughs> I would be spilling my guts about yes. everything that happened and saying you're never going to believe this shit yeah. <laughs> this what happened to us this what happened to us and then these cannibals tracked us down they ate our friend Bob's legs we have trust issues and this is our problem you know we're we're not bad people we just don't want to be eaten and and this is it and I feel like that maybe especially Negan maybe he would have been a little sympathetic to that I don't think I don't think he was like mm. almost eaten I, by cannibals or so, you know, maybe he would have said, well, I can understand why you attack the outpost and you're trying to take us out first because of these experiences that you've had. And it, it, like you said, it, it's so much uh, Tomas and Andrew from the prison and what happened. Rick never tells anybody what happened with Lori. That would gain him a lot of sympathy from the villains. Yeah. It really would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it. You know, this and this could be a, a topic for another time. But the um, the concept of post traumatic stress disorder. Um, the closest I found this series has come to actually showing what true PTSD looks like. The first couple of episodes when uh, Rick and the family are at Alexandria. That is the closest I have seen them actually pull off true post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. And everyone and in the Maggie because must have she lost her father and her sister within two weeks of each other. And mm-hmm. that had to be rough. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing we need to discuss sometime is the uh, the concept of time in uh, in The Walking Dead. Yeah, because so That's many so many fans time. will ask me, "Well, it's been so and so." No, it's been two days. What? <laughs> well, but it's going on for yeah. eight episodes. It, it, yeah, it's still been two days, and yeah. I have a whole That's timeline, and days, people yeah. ask me for it all the time. 
and I'll send it to them. And they're like, what? It's only, and this was seasons ago. What? It's only day 45 of the zombie. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, and yeah. I'll send it to them. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And, you know, they see it, but they can't believe how slow the time has passed. And thankfully, you now with these time jumps, it's a little, yeah. a little more realistic. It's a little. Well, I, Judith is my timeline. Everything centers around mm -hmm. Judith. From the time she was born, she would have been born nine months after, you know, nine months plus two, you know, assumingly. After the uh, and I've always pointed that out to people too that well you have to look at we know when Lori got pregnant we know when she gave birth so we know when at least nine mm -hmm. months had passed and then you know Judith was when they did the first prison time jump Judith was six months old so six months had passed and on and on with her so that that's mm -hmm. been a good I gives everybody a good inkling of how time has passed if they look at Judith. But as far as like from episode to episode, sometimes, mm -hmm. like, no, 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 this is still the same day. What? But it's been going, it's still the same day. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> they just can't believe it. <laughs> well, how long has so-and-so been gone? Right. A couple of hours. <laughs> but but <Yeah. laughs> I think it's been at least a week. No, it's been a couple of days, a couple of hours. Calm yep. down. <laughs> But we will have to. We'll have to. <laughs> really that's topic. a topic for another time. We're coming up with these, yeah, all these topics to talk about. I'm making a list, so um, you viewers just keep coming back. <laughs> I know that you have uh, some other your noteworthy villains, uh, Pete and Ed, both both abusive pieces of shit. Yeah. But at least. Pete was a doctor, so I guess that's why they kept yes. him around. Yeah. But for as civilized as I'm sorry, but as civilized as I feel like Alexandria was, they knew that he was mm -hmm. abusing his family, but they just let him have a free pass because doctor. I don't know, and you know, right. they never really said what did the people that they exiled did but was it worth worse than right. yep. beating your family I well like I said Pete's a doctor and the doctors are gods That's what Dante in said, the apocalypse but... apparently yeah but it's yep <laughs> there's it's another one Dante. Dante. well he's there's... a whisperer so they're all kind of kind of villainy but just yeah, because Pete was a doctor I that made me uncomfortable that they gave him a pass even, and it was clear that Deanna and Reggie knew what was going on, that other people knew what was going on. And I don't, apocalypse or not, yeah. you don't let that happen. And they should have, they should have, I felt they should have exiled him. They, all the doctors die anyway, they'll find another mm -hmm. one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think a lot of those, you know, we had, you know, uh, Pointed to Nicholas, Spencer, Ron. A lot of those Alexandra people were kind of villainy because I just think that they didn't know what they were doing, and it kind of gave them this they, illusion they that they were better than everybody else. 
because anyone who had come in yes. there after Alexandria was already established had been out on the road for a while and been roughing it where they had not. And I just think that they thought that they were better than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. They, they were suffering from the gilded cage syndrome. Yeah. Um, so they were all, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the characters in that, in the first couple of Alexandria seasons, um, episodes were really And how not did good Deanna people. and Reg <laughs> have such shitty kids? <laughs> they seemed like pretty decent, fair people, and there's... Yeah, and their sons both weren't worth tits on a bull. They were both cowardly and just self-important. I didn't like them at all. I didn't like them at all. I was glad that Spencer had guts. (laughs) I was glad his brother got eaten. (laughs) They got what they deserved. I didn't like them. And I even kind of hate to call them villains because they were just kind of douchey. Yeah. Well, once again, they were the ones that were providing obstacles and problems for our protagonist, Rick's family. So that's why um, I look at them as as villains. And Ron, he's another one I put in that that category. You know, even though it was just really just teenager drama, but um, you know, there were there were a lot of really and i i mentioned carol um sorry clara as well um one episode and she's another one that obviously is suffering from like severe mental illness she was in 30 days without an incident i know exactly um, who she was and i was sitting here laughing thinking about her in her head yeah the the head in in the cage and she wanted to feed rick to his name was eddie and and, you know all the fans fans called him heady and that's one of my favorite things ever (laughs) and something that i'm so bummed out about i have to share with you when she showed up after the prison fell Mm -hmm. as a walker I really wanted her to yep. have that bag on across her body, like a purse with Hetty in it. And that was a miss, missed opportunity, <laughs> Greg Nicotero, because was, <laughs> she yeah. wanted to be with him. That was her whole thing. So she wanted to be with her little head husband. Yep. <laughs> that would have been amazing if she would have been wearing him. <laughs> And but I did I did love that they had her walking across there when the prison fell. It was nice to see her again and know what know yeah. what happened to her. Yeah, that was that was nice full. Circle. Yeah, that was a nice full circle. You know, um, as I'm looking at our list of villains, uh, a lot of them are the result of the apocalypse. There are a couple that were obviously pieces of trash before the apocalypse started. So for example, Ed um, and uh, Pete, uh, Liz, if you want to- And Shane, you, know, you better say her it. in that category Shane. as well. I mean, Shane, Shane, definitely, they were- they were Gregory too. This is a shit you before the apocalypse started. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he was gone. Greg too, yeah, Gregory too, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then there are ones that the apocalypse made into villains. So like the alpha, the Negans, which we really didn't talk about because Negan's a real interesting one. And I think we're going to kind of flow into that as we yes. talk about the episode. Look at the flowers. Um, well, you, you yeah. have might be a good your transition. last villain that I want to, we have to mention him because he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, I almost didn't put him down because he is part of the saviors. But I guess yeah, he does have to stand you know out what? on his own. He it's is <laughs> a great villain. And I, I, even though he's a savior, he was trouble for Negan. And yeah. way before that we saw them, because, yeah. you know, they had little, they butted heads a little before their final throwdown. Because Simon was always going off the track. Mm-hmm. Simon really liked to kill people. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he was just a terrible person. I don't. I kind of wish that. Yeah, probably a piece of shit probably... before the apocalypse. The apocalypse gave him the opportunity. I feel like he to was be like a used car worse. salesman, probably or something. Just something. Or, or in some kind of customer service where it was just too much and he just wanted to kill, like, kill everyone because he hated people so much. But I would have really <laughs> loved to know what drove him because it, it's almost like that he sought out killing people. He wanted them to mess up. He wanted them to try mm-hmm. to escape from the saviors. He wanted them not to kneel so he could kill them. I mean, he killed all the men at Oceanside. Mm-hmm. We know he's the one that killed the 16-year-old boy at Hilltop. And right. he killed all the trash people, even though, and Negan told him specifically, do not do that. He just takes, yeah, he just takes pleasure in his power over people. He really did, and that and- was... That killing. was scary. People, you know, and people like that are running around out there who just see people as not even human and they would do just anything to them. And Simon struck me, I mean, maybe he was a serial killer before. I mean, before the zombie apocalypse, I don't know. <laughs> or some some other type of type of criminal. He just seemed yeah, I, I he, he did. He seemed out of, I think, all of the people that we've been introduced to, just a genuinely bad person. He's not doing even even the termites. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were eating people, and that's terrible. But we saw what happened to them, and when those people came in and took over, and things like that. It still doesn't justify eating people, but whatever. But at least we could see where they were coming from a little bit. Yes. And they weren't just something brought them doing it for fun or because they were always like, but Simon genuinely seems like a bad person and that he was never a good person, which is terrifying. I think that out of, out of anyone else that we've mentioned, even the people that were, 
actually in prison, Tomas and Andrew. I think that mm -hmm. Simon was worse. I think he he's the worst. He really is. So, all right. So now let's yeah. get into yeah. Get into the episode. Look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. Yep. So um, I found that this is a good opportunity for me to become my English teacher self and do a couple of. English teachery things, which is to talk about um, those words you probably heard in your English classes that may bring you back nightmares for those of you who are no longer in school. Um, foreshadowing, motifs, and irony. And I found a lot of those three conventions throughout this episode as I was really looking over my notes. And... Um, in particular, motifs. A motif is something that just kind of keeps reoccurring, okay? It's something that a, a movie or a show does that just kind of keeps happening, keeps popping up. So one example, and we see that in this episode and the episode before, is decapitations or losing limbs. So you have Herschel, obviously, he lost his limb. Aaron, he lost his, his hand. Um, even in the comic book, Rick was supposed to lose a hand. Um, so you have this idea of literally losing a part of yourself. That's a motif. And that, of course, is shown in this episode as well with, uh, <laughs> with Beta carrying around Alpha's head. One of the things about this episode, which is so cool, is it is so morbidly ridiculous <laughs> you don't know if you want to laugh or if you want to just go oh, that's just not right as he's caressing I the head or his head's rolling around because because I, I, of Ryan Hurst I thought it was awesome he's amazing I felt so much yes. you can only see he's half of his face not even half, because he's got that big-ass bushy beard, too. But he was so distraught. Yeah. I I felt terrible for him. Mm -hmm. And you could tell how much that he respected her and loved her. And he was just so gentle mm -hmm. with her head. Even when he had it in the bag and he put it on the table, he didn't plop it down like a bowling ball. He kind of, you know, yeah. placed it there. That's yeah. Brian Hurst, man. He's he's a mm -hmm. great beta. He did, yeah. Uh, that scene where he puts his, you know, like forehead to forehead with her, <laughs> holding her head that, after that he had sweet. already, you know, shoved the knife in her temple. Right. It was. It was just anyone else. I was more creeped out by Negan, I, you know, kissing her when she was bleeding out from him slitting her throat, than I was Beta nose yeah. to nose with her decapitated head. Yeah, it, it's um, it's just a a great dichotomy within the episode itself that. You know, there can be this tenderness and yet this still this morbidness at the same time. <laughs> you 
and even with the music he's you know he's playing his records and you know the the zombies are the the walkers are coming yeah and, you know you wait for them to do the Which thriller awesome or something they were country music walkers so probably not that cool that would have been awesome um yeah hat tip to someone on your um discussion uh board who uh <laughs> made that comment about waiting for the thriller i just that's all i can picture maybe they did it behind the scenes thing but that would have been cool yeah but yeah that um that entire bit with uh with bane is just um and getting back to the idea of irony his um his uh persona in his past life was a country singer named half moon which I find very ironic because he ends up leaving that bar with half of his face and half of Beta's now. And I think that that image is just so powerful. His respect for Beta, for, um, for Alpha plus his persona. And it's almost like she made him who he is, and now he's absorbing that part well, of she, her. I think that he does look to her like his Just, savior. Who knows how long he was on his own yeah. before that she came along. And he clearly did not want other people around him, whether that because of the situation with him losing his friend and things like that, or it was because he didn't want people to know who he was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, she was almost like his Dr. Frankenstein, you know, where she created him. And it, that's, that's kind of how I, I picture it is that she made beta and now that the creator is gone he is taking on that part of her and that just the idea that his name was half moon and now he is half beta half alpha is uh i i think it's just powerful when he stood there with that mask you know i got like, some wow. problems with that but <laughs> I know, I know. Why don't you uh, tell everyone your problems with it? <laughs> first of all, <laughs> he did not, he didn't cure her face. So it's going to start <laughs> rotting eventually. And I feel like that the walkers would smell it. Are these walkers smelling impaired? I don't understand why, how <laughs> I don't understand how any of this is happening because the whispers only have the mask which are dried and cured. So I don't really think that they smell like walker anymore. Mm -hmm. Because we've all experienced the smell of leather or suede it doesn't smell like cows. It doesn't smell like cows anymore. Mm -hmm. So, so wait a minute. So you know that you're not supposed to cannibalize humans. And you know that cured human skin 
It's not, it's not going to smell, gonna smell it's like, gonna smell like water <laughs> Learning anymore. A lot about you I think this. that's the whole point of them drying it and everything is so that it's, it's like, they're tanning it like leather. And I asked my little technical advisor mm-hmm. <laughs> about how this is done. And he actually told me that they used to use brains to tan leather. So, really? Wow. <laughs> you have a lot of disturbing information. <laughs> I, I, I am a potpourri of creepiness. <laughs> yes, and that that, <laughs> that even disturbed me a little bit. But, but ideally, the whispers have a lot of brains at their disposal when they're taking off these skins of corpses to tan them. They can use the brain juice to, you know, cure the leather. But as I'm saying, it's not, they're not going to smell like Walker anymore, just like leather doesn't smell like dead cow anymore. So I don't understand how this is mm-hmm. camouflaging them from the Walkers, number one. Number two, he has put a fresh alpha face mm-hmm. on his one side very phantom of the opera-ish phantom of the old country bar (laughs) and that's that's going to be rotting flesh he didn't do anything to it he couldn't have possibly treated it or anything yet all those we saw all those walkers outside he opened the door and not only walked right past them they turn to walk with him and follow him. What? What is going on? How? How is this happening? But it it just doesn't make He's any magnetic. sense. We've seen time and time again when the, our group has had to get through a herd of walkers, and they're coating themselves in blood. We've seen my Nick do it on fear covers themselves in blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick, we saw Rick and Glenn and Guts take it a little to the extreme, <laughs> hanging intestines <laughs> and limbs around their necks and stuff. That might have been a little overkill, but that was their first time. So, you know, it's understandable. And all of that, and still, if somebody makes a sound, yep. the walkers are right on them because their cover is blown, so to speak. But the whispers are walking right. with the walkers wearing just a tan mask. That that doesn't make sense to me. I wish that someone would give us an explanation because I, I don't understand how that's working and it really bothers me. <laughs> it's bothering me a lot. <laughs> Even if they had like the walker feet in their you can pockets. Tell. Come on. <laughs> What is disguising them? Yeah. Yeah. And and what is causing yeah. and they, the and, herd of the walkers you saw to too, follow them. As soon as he walked out that door, they all turned to follow him. They they all turned to him. Even yeah. though the music was still playing in the yeah, um, to me, they would the have cabin. kept going into uh, the, the bar. Kept going into the bar. Or they would have eaten him. They would have smelled the alpha face. Mm-hmm. 
that's the weirdest sentence I think I've ever said. <laughs> and coming from me, that's saying a lot. It was probably alpha face. I feel strongly that would have happened. I don't know. That's that's just my my little personal peeve. But I think Ryan Hurst is fantastic. He's doing a good job with even with his face covered. Like I said, he's he's conveying his anger and his agony. And I don't. Did you have an opportunity to watch Talking Dead yet? Ryan was on there, and he's such a contrast uh, no, actually, to Beta because he's so jolly, yeah, and such a happy-go-lucky guy, and he's <laughs> so sweet and just such a. And that makes me really respect him mm-hmm. even more as Beta because Beta scares the hell out of me sometimes, especially when he's that low grumble he has yep. when he talks. Shoo. That's a little terrifying. Uh, I don't know why Negan wasn't afraid of him. I wouldn't have called yep. him Frowny McToon Eyes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we'll get it on Negan. Um, another great scene there. Um, He's he's killing it in his scene. Um, I love how they, the whisperers turned and thought he was the new alpha. And his reaction was classic. So much more, classic. so much more Negan. like comic book Negan, even though yeah. that scene didn't happen. <laughs> if it, if it yes. did, that's exactly how I could see him doing it too and that was so fun and they're so so fickle those whispers yeah. made the mistake of telling beta, the beta beta you're the new alpha mm-hmm. and then they're ready to kneel for Negan too mm-hmm. that seems yeah yeah it's just that was just a great scene and you know the irony of making um Boy, you Darryl could tell kneel. Darryl was really hating that. In front of All Negan. that time, he refused to kneel and refused to say, I'm Negan. Yeah. And then he ended up having to kneel to him anyway. And Negan was loving it. Mm-hmm. You could tell in his face. that was They must have a really great time filming together. Yeah. Though. Norman and JDM, yeah. I was going to say, you can tell that they characters are supposed to hate each other. Um. They just have a great time filming. And even you, though Daryl had tell. to keep his this good chemistry between the two actors, you know, look about him. Jeffrey D. Morgan just let that giddiness out that he was mm-hmm. having such a great time filming that, and I thought it was it was really cute. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it it reminded me of the um, the Lucille kill too, with. Um, you know, Daryl and everyone, you know, kneeling I'm in front of alpha. Negan, only this time you, Negan has the gun. Why don't I have the gun? Um, the, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. These, awesome. Clearly, and they're like, none oh, of the whispers okay. <laughs> were rocket scientists before the zombie apocalypse, because am yeah. I going to give <laughs> the guy that just killed our alpha a gun? What were they thinking? He'd be the last person I'd give a gun to. I'd say, (laughs) let's go back to the other whispers and see what they think. 
<laughs> and <laughs> that was hilarious, though, it really was. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a great scene, and I and I loved um, when Negan admitted to Daryl how much mm -hmm. he enjoyed being taken in by the whispers. You know, um, Negan is the type of person who is, you know, he's he's actually a pretty good judge of people, and he uses that to his advantage. But you can't really do much when you're sitting in a cell so he enjoyed being able to use that skill again and i really again. loved everyone and be respectful for it what took you so long these things take time <laughs> that really cracked me all negan scenes yeah that was a were some of great my scene favorites. they yeah, really the... they really yeah highlighted how comic Negan was so much because he was lighter yeah. I guess in personality it seems you know Jeffrey Dean Morgan hasn't really been able to shine like comic Negan he didn't have his time with Carl and so many other things missing this is just it's really nice to see him mm -hmm. doing these things and being funny, but being treacherous at the same time. I'm really enjoying it. I hope other other comic fans are enjoying it. I'm really enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, I I know I'm enjoying it. It's 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 yeah, great. I know they're you enjoying know, like it. Said, the no chemistry doubt. between the two actors helps it as well. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> The other performance we really liked was um, as much as was I hate the, the hallucinations alpha hallucinations over them. Everybody is hallucinating so much, and it's a little ridiculous. Yeah. It, but yeah, about motifs. That's that's a motif. The hallucinations yeah. that they do a lot, but this is but a case Samantha where it's been Morton really overused. A blast, and she was so funny. And, but also so wicked because she's still alpha. Yeah. And I could really get behind this alpha. Mm -hmm. I wish she had been like that all along. And when she used that childlike voice to Carol, repeating Lizzie's final words before Carol told her to look at the, I'm sorry, don't be mad at me. That was really chilling. And also, I don't know, are you familiar with the cartoon yeah. Max and Ruby? Yeah. Yes. And she's Ruby. I could hear a little of that. And I was oh, like, Oh, I sure am. Ruby, yep. you're chilling she's me. Ruby. <laughs> chilling me to the bone. Stop. But I, I thought that was really yeah. effective. That was chilling. And Melissa McBride, really, yeah. I love her. I, as much as I. I not liking the way Carol's going and what's been going on with her for the past several seasons. Melissa McBride is great. And you could tell how affected that Carol was hearing, hearing those words again from Lizzie and, and Alpha telling her to look at the flowers. The, the, um, the Alpha hallucination 
once again, as much as it's been overused, um, it really says to Carol, a lot of what I think the audience, the viewers are feeling about Carol. You know, I mean, how many times have we even said on this podcast, just don't, don't give children to Carol. <laughs> you know? And um, Elsa had a great line where she said, um, yeah. was it your, uh, yeah. your past doesn't exactly inspire confidence or <laughs> yeah. which is so true. And how everyone she loves ends up being driven away or destroyed. You know, and um, it's it's really how a lot of us have been feeling about Carol throughout her entire arc, which, you know, you and I believe are maybe coming to an end. And after this episode, I think her death has been foreshadowed here. I think the entire hallucination with, with Alpha is foreshadowing her death. Even just the line, look at the flowers. And what is it that you want? You know, it. I I I don't see where and, else and Carol can go. Speaking of, of where Carol could go, where was she going? Why was she in yet another cabin? Yeah. Another cabin getting this boat. Where, where another was she cabin going? with a boat? It seems like they're where they where they're at in the woods with all these damn cabins is kind of a distance from any water that you could really put a boat in other than maybe a kayak it looks like some place where maybe there's some streams or something and she's getting a boat and where where is she taking it to yeah i, I don't know it's another one of those lols that she wasn't um, going back yet bottles. that she was going to look for connie uh, because she owes that to Daryl and she yeah. owes it to Connie and Miko and Magna yeah. to find to find Connie. And I wish they would have made that clearer in some way because then after she finally kills that walker and gets away from, you know, stops hallucinating Alpha, then she just goes back to Alexandria. Why, what was she doing? That just yeah. really was nonsensical to me. Didn't even speak to Daryl or say anything to him. She didn't give Negan. She could have at least said to Negan, yeah. I have to do so-and-so first. I have to get this boat and do so Yeah, that didn't. Right. I, well, I was drinking wine and I decided to have a drink every time <laughs> that something didn't make sense. And I finished holding a bottle by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that, did, that didn't make sense I don't know why she wanted the boat and then she just once she killed the walker and didn't see Alpha anymore would she give up and went nowhere yeah I, I didn't know the, well the way I interpreted it and I could be very wrong but this is why I think Alpha was foreshadowing her death she asked Carol uh, you know, what do you want? You know, what is it that you still want? And I think what Carol wants at this point is to end the misery. Mm -hmm. But how do you end misery sometimes is death. So I think once again, we had another nod 
to death by Walker mm-hmm. from her, from the comic book when she's under the boat and the Walker's coming towards her. Because at first she doesn't struggle. And then she starts fighting. So I think it's both an Easter egg to her death in the comic, but then also... And, you know, I'm leaning toward that, too. Maybe her and his mayor. It it has to be a big death. And all the things that she's been doing, I feel, is leading up to a long goodbye for her. I really do. And... Yeah, that's yeah. just the whole yeah. getting the boat thing and then yeah. but, um, then she just popped up and, and Daryl popped back up there too he's hanging out with Negan on a log and then <laughs> next thing you know he's opening the gate wearing a poncho letting Carol in and where was Negan see yeah. <laughs> out being the alpha I guess I guess they maybe they put him back in a back in a cell I don't know <laughs> But that was just so a little disjointed that suddenly they were both back at Alexandria with no no issue at all. And where where are all these cabins that they aren't near the Phantom Country Western Bar that no one's running into this big horde that he got that he lured there with the music. No one heard the music. And that's another thing. All these walkers, why why are there still so many walkers that are fresh? It's 10 years have gone by. They should be falling apart. I don't understand where Alpha is getting these big hordes. Now, Kirkman has said there's 7,500 walkers per person in the entire world. It seems to me like not so much in the entire world, mm-hmm. just in Alexandria, <laughs> where where uh, the whispers are. Mm-hmm. A- am I wrong about that? Don't you think there's? I wonder if they didn't. So that we know that they went down to a tropical climate before, but they right. I wonder if they didn't. But they gather should some... still be. From there, gathered some along the way. Okay, the ZA's been going on for 10 years. These walkers look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I'm not getting it. There's not that many people that are still yeah. around, that are still dying, that could be supplying these. I mean, those are thousands of walkers. Yeah. And people at this point, yeah. 10 years into the apocalypse, know how you prevent a walker from... That, bo- that bothered me in the comic, too. You know, a person from so turning to a, into walkers. a walker. It just seemed... So, yeah. It made more sense when they first got to Alexandria, when all those walkers were in that pit that they were trying to lead away because they all fell down there and they were trapped for a long time. And that was still years ago where it was a little more plausible, but... I don't know. Mm-hmm. But moving on, we did see our first smart whisper, yeah. the one that ran like hell <laughs> when Beta was letting Alpha eat Rufus's yeah. face. <laughs> and 
but I had a lot of thoughts there. I thought <laughs> Rufus had to know what was, co- I knew what was coming as soon as even without, I, without knowing spoilers by looking at Beta's face when Rufus said, you're the new alpha. They both should have ran like hell. I don't know why that they, and mm-hmm. even more nonsensical, why did Rufus keep walking with Beta? To the country bar. If someone lets their dead boss <laughs> chew your face, get the hell out of Dodge, dude. And then they end up, I. <laughs> I, I think we've, uh, did, um, we've established that the Whisperers are very simple-minded. I feel like he should have killed not, not the brightest people in the world. So. Even though, you know, he is a goner because, you know, Alpha chewed his face. Yeah. He, he should have killed Beta or ran off with that other guy. That's a smart whisper. That's a, really one of the first ones we've seen do that. This <laughs> is just a little weird. A little weird <laughs> to me. Um, other, other notable mentions I really love. <laughs> Every Jerry scene yeah. when he was so happy to see Magna because I know that he was riddled with guilt that Connie and Magna didn't get out and he did. And I love seeing him embrace her and so happy that, but yeah. he didn't ask about Connie. Why aren't people going to find Connie? I don't understand. That's really bothering me too. Magna sitting around on a porch having heart to heart with Miko <laughs> and everybody's doing their little thing and no one's yeah they're all in their little cabins and everything and they're all in cabins it's also bothering me that ezekiel's goiter is getting worse and i'm worried so either he's gonna die or when they hook up with stephanie mm-hmm. we'll next season we'll see the crm people treating his cancer and saving him i think you know one of those two ways it's gonna go and mm-hmm. i really don't want him to die He's, yeah. he's uh, really enjoying Princess so much. Yeah. We have to talk oh, about that. <laughs> that. That scene. Oh my god, <laughs> hi! The, we have to talk about this, right? <laughs> Save the best for last here. I love her! <laughs> best I love her so much. introduction of a character ever. Disney animatronic Walker oh, Land. And the, what do you call it? The Disney World of Walkers? Oh my God. I was, once again, bizarrely morbid. I loved it. Ezekiel loved funny. it. I thought it was, it was fantastic. a great combination. And it did remind me of yeah. like the Pirates of Caribbean oh, ride in Disney or something like that. And it because she's been on her own for over yeah. a year with no people mm-hmm. so the fact that she has not only done this to entertain herself but yep. did you notice the ones that were in the little cafe that were having tea or whatever actually looked like they were that was amazing that was amazing yes, yes. what a great introduction I think this is the best introduction yeah. of any character ever. Just that stuff. Ezekiel looking in the car yeah. at the one that was driving. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing right along with him. I don't know what Miko and Eugene's problem was, but they better get on board with Princess because that was delightful. 
<laughs> it was absolutely delightful. And then when she showed up, <laughs> yeah. I just think that was so funny. And mm-hmm. it was like she stepped right off the pages of the comic. I think the casting is wonderful. She definitely princess. Yeah. Absolutely love her. Great yeah. introduction. And I hope that we get to see more of yeah. her little <laughs> Walker Land. Great. Because that was amazing. Great. It really was. <laughs> Just so fantastic. Well, you know, Disneyland is close. So... One of my favorite comic characters of, old, of all time. And I was, yep. the only thing that I was sad about is she was introduced in the comic so late. And, you know, I didn't, I was unprepared for the comic to end the way that it did so abruptly. Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to, I would love a princess spinoff comic. That'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Love her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's get into, is there anything else you want to get into or do we want to do the rating? Okay. Um, I've actually, um, after watching it a second time and um, looking over my notes, I actually have upped my initial rating. Uh, Initially, I was going to give it a 7.5, but in watching it again, I really enjoyed it the second time around, even more than the first time. And I'm going to bump it up to an 8. I agree with the introduction of princess being like the best introduction of a character that alone would give it an eight but i also loved the cat the interaction between negan and daryl i loved negan in this episode and i loved alpha in this episode so for those reasons i'm going with an eight now, the reason why it's not higher is, as we've discussed, the lack of logic. There's just some things that don't make sense. Oh, and also, I loved Vader in this as well. So there was a lot of good I in agree. this episode. I agree. I also gave also it an eight just because I did sense. enjoy the humorous bits a lot. I thought Negan was delightful. I love the way that Alpha was with Carol. And Beta is just, he's fantastic even though the hidden country bar fortress of solitude was a little silly no one's ever run across that before and he had his (laughs) turntable hooked up to a battery it seemed like that was some place that he probably went a lot and no one noticed it same with brings me back to the whole tunnel thing how are people not noticing this giant man doing doing all these things and you know he must have been the guy in charge of the tunnel because he went in the rv in the middle of the field and yeah so that was a little silly but beta's fantastic i think that ryan is killing it just the way that he conveys emotion even having his face covered and i just love that I'm tired of the hallucinations. That's why I didn't give it a higher. Even though that was Samantha Morton's time to shine. She really did great. But, so that's my rating. 
We do have a couple of things to get into, though, before we get to the spoilers. Yep. One thing you don't know about, because I just found out about it myself, and I'm super boosted, but I'm going to make you wait and tell you that second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For- <laughs> well, you called me crazy, uh. so <laughs> you must be punished. What a tease. <laughs> I am creepy. Let's be fair. Okay. <laughs> the rich stuff and things that I want to talk to because I did a little sussing since the Michonne Tastic episode, and we all saw the log that she looked at, and actually, our listener mm-hmm. Ben, <laughs> he, he had posted it, and we kind of sussed some things out to, mm-hmm. together. It says, and it's weird the way that it's written. It's written Virginia and then Hopewell. Mm-hmm instead of Hopewell, Virginia, but Hopewell is actually a town in Virginia, and that's written in a log. And it was kind of smeared, and he had thought initially that it said Bridges and mm-hmm. New Jersey, but actually it said Ridgeway, which is in New Jersey, but there's no shipyards there. And it mentions shipyards, mm-hmm. but there's no shipyards in Ridgeway, New Jersey, but it is sort of near the coast, and there are shipyards and I actually Google mapped this and tried to try to figure out what's going on and the relationship to West Virginia and all the other little clues that they've given. And it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, that's what I've come up with. Shipyards are like within an hour or so of Ridgeway, <laughs> New Jersey. And there that New Jersey is on the coast. There's Jersey Shore and we decided that if Snooky in the situation showed up as Walker, that would be super cool. <laughs> if Michonne came across them and decapitated <laughs> them or stabbed them in the head or whatever. But e- even with that informational logbook, I really, I don't know where, where Michonne is going. I don't really understand what that tells her about Rick's whereabouts. That's a very large area to explore between Hopewell, Virginia, Ridgeway, New Jersey, and then, of course, we know from where they're meeting Stephanie that she's in Charleston, West Virginia, or near Charleston, West Virginia. So if this is all CRM, they seem to be there, which Mm -hmm. begs the question, why hasn't Georgie run into them since she has several communities? that Maggie is helping her set up. I'm really I'm really curious mm-hmm. for some answers to all this. Just the Yeah. Yes, it's just you know, did they fly Rick to well, West they're, Virginia? They're definitely setting us up for something. Escape through way of New Jersey. I, I'm very interested to know. I wish we had a little more I mean maybe when we finally meet Stephanie. We'll get a little more to go on with that. But that's the that's the Rick and things that I mm-hmm. wanted to mention from the log book. But yes. So from now this brings me to my little last week that I'm super excited about. Yes. And you're gonna be excited too. AMC is discussing a Walking Dead Negan yep. spinoff. Mm-hmm. And Kirkman is considering the same. Oh, no, sir. Yes, I'm very excited. 
Wow. Yes. I just found this. I would have mentioned it to you earlier. Right in here first. I just found it. Wow. And even though the article goes back a little ways, it's been revived. I think the first time that this was like teased was at um, San Diego Comic-Con in July last year. But talks have been revived. Mm -hmm. So I'm really hoping that it goes somewhere. I wonder if we'll get that. Um, you were talking about the webisode. Yeah, of, uh, even, of I would go, we'll if it was his, a webisode, uh, I'd be fine. I don't, um, his background, I don't want them doing his, it no. the way that they have done just a one minute clip for 16 episodes like that they have done with Fear when they showed the one on the plane, Walker's on the plane, the and then the, the passenger... I, yeah, I, I didn't like that. Yep. It was very, and a lot of people missed it because they thought it was a commercial. And by the time they realized that it was a webisode, it, it was done. And what did I did? I just waited till they finished doing them. Um, somebody pieced it all together on YouTube right. and then I shared it. So I hope that they, that would not do Negan justice. They either need to give him his own little Walking Dead movie or miniseries, mm -hmm. or a webisode, or something, but, yeah, yeah, so talk has been revived again, I had reposted yeah. it on my page, because, I'd like to see it as a miniseries, uh, it's been actually. brought up again recently, as I put the article, because at first, I was like, this probably isn't going to happen, or nothing's going to come of it, but now, and I think that, the Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a real influence on that, because he really wants that, he has said it several times, and he also mentioned that they need to get off the stick and do it because he's getting too old to do. I mean, he's getting not too old. He's getting older, and if he's going to do a younger Negan, mm -hmm. that's going to be that's going to be an issue. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be an issue. It's just like Quentin Tarantino yeah. promised us all a Vega Brother movie. You know, the, the Vegas, uh, John Travolta and Michael Madsen. <laughs> and they were, he was supposed to do a movie featuring the two of them that would have, of course, it would have had to be before mm -hmm. Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. But he waited too long. He would have either had to recast actors that were looking similar mm -hmm. to them as younger, but he waited too long. So, yeah, let's not do that because Jeffrey Dean Morgan really wants this. I really want it. AMC make it happen. But yeah, since they've revived the talks, I'm really kind of hopeful that, I yes. guess, especially with the downtime people are having with uh, being self isolating, I'm sure they're all still talking and maybe kicking some ideas back and forth. So hopefully something's going to come of this. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm very excited about that. So let's get to these spoilers. Well, that is exciting. We're going to talk news. spoilers now. So anyone listening doesn't like spoilers, now's yep. your time to go. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so let's get into first the opening minutes. Have you Hi. seen them? Yep. <laughs> yes. With Princess. And she's fantastic. I love her. I love her. I can't stress that enough. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was very yep. tongue-in-cheek how that 
she asked Eugene and Miko and Ezekiel if they were hallucinations. Because she must be watching the show and know there's plenty of hallucinations around. Yep. <laughs> and, and maybe they bother her too, but I thought that was there's really funny. But she is just bigger than life. And it, it's, and I think she's exactly just as she was in the comic, someone who has been without human contact for so long, she it's almost like she's forgotten how to act. She's so excited to mm-hmm. see them and so excited to almost please them yeah. because as you see in the opening minute, she shoots the walkers that are coming and spooks the horses, but she doesn't think about that because she's not been around anybody. And so she's not making that leap. And just the way that she's talking yeah. then, and <laughs> when she tells uh, Ezekiel that yeah. she's princess because Queen is too old, and you can see he almost says, "I'm King Ezekiel," but he backs off because she said that. Yeah. And I thought that was really funny. And I think she's going to be a great addition. And I, yeah. I can't. I'm ex- I'm kind of excited about next week's episode, anyway, but more so because of of Princess. I think that's going to be really good. And I wanted to point out also, and I really didn't, there hasn't been a lot of spoilers for this episode, which I'm kind of disappointed and worried about because we know from the Tower comic that there's going to be some deaths and there's going to be some crazy things happening. And there's a lot of uh, theories and speculations going on about that that I I think are, are trash, but we'll get to them in a minute. But I noticed that Alden, who we brought up before as a possibility for getting the tower death, and there he is in the promos. So I still, I, I still kind of think it's a possibility because yep. Gabriel, yeah, Gabriel in the comic was not. I would hope it's not the character that he but... has become in the show. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't a big deal in the comic. And yeah, the fact that he died part, um, really meant nothing. Now. They left him hanging there for who knows how long. Nobody noticed. Mm-hmm. Nobody cared. You know, like I said, reading the comic, I didn't really <laughs> give it much thought besides, oh, you know, that's a shame. But it, it didn't bother me. If it was it was Alden, you know, he's sort of a popular character, but he's not He's not Gabriel. He's not Aaron. Yeah, I, I really, it would be like, ah, oh, but not, 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 he's not a top tier character. I, it just wouldn't, wouldn't affect it. And it would still be something. It wouldn't be like killing a red shirt yeah. in that way. So, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. This is essentially for a while the season finale because yeah, so I think and the actual season finale also in has the clips delayed. that we've seen Beta has really brought a shit ton of walkers to Alexandria and it's filling the whole place and he seemed a little happy for once he seemed like yeah yeah look what I did <laughs> brought my country music fans right up in here and <laughs> they're gonna do some damage and you know so. 
I don't know. I keep coming back to to Olin being up there. Now, I'll go ahead with the with the theories before I get to a couple other little little things about that. That people think that because Magna kind of looks like shit, mm-hmm. she's looking a little pale and not she doesn't have her wild hair. It's kind of like straight and stringy stuff. That they think that she's been bitten, and that she's going to get the tower death. And they keep going back to looking at that picture that Greg Nicotero put of someone being eaten by walkers and they're wearing black and that she's wearing black. Lots of people are wearing black. It's not a big deal. Calm down. It's just, I, I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about the tower, when Gabriel dies, yes. You're referring to when they're, when, um, in the comic book, yeah. Gabriel killed. I just wanted for those of you who didn't, who don't read the comic, um, or who may have missed a previous episode where we talked about that. Um, he gets um, Gabriel in the comic um, gets gutted by Beta and is hanging upside down from this ladder, and that's that's how he's killed. So we pretty much know. That this yeah. that a death similar to that will yes, occur in I, this episode I'm based on the title going, of the episode. Is my favorite. It's just a matter of this food. to happen too, just because he's being featured in this episode. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I don't think it's going to be okay. People are saying Magna for right. the and I, yeah, I just, they think that she's hiding a bite, well. and I I don't I don't think so. She's was. Yeah, and she was if she's hanging with Miko on that porch talking and gutting have Magna's any impact whatsoever. If she had been bitten, yeah, she probably would have said her goodbyes to Miko and maybe wouldn't have let her know, but she wouldn't be hanging around there. I think she'd go off by herself someplace and kill herself. And I think she'd leave a little note or something. I don't like that theory. I I don't I don't think that's yeah. what's going on. I really hope that's not what's going on and that Beta would kill her. Like I, I don't I'm not buying that. I've also heard that fans speculating that it's going to be Aaron. Yeah. There's, I don't think there's any way it's going to be Aaron. No. Yeah, I've heard that too. I, no. No. I yeah, think because they've kind of turned him into comic Rick a little important bit. Important a character this yeah, past with season. With his look, with his missing hand, with. I just, yeah, I don't, it's not going to be yeah. Aaron. I, I'm going there. with Alden. If they don't, if they don't do yeah. Gabriel, which I don't think so. I don't even know if he's in that episode. I haven't seen, I haven't seen him in that episode at all. Any, or any mention of him or anything. And we know it's not going to be Ezekiel yeah. because he's out with Princess mm-hmm. and Miko and Eugene meeting Stephanie. So he's not going to be back in time for that to happen. So, no. I'm going with Alden. Right. Yeah, I'm going with Alden. So, and everyone we know was kind of gets point. away from Alexandria yep. because we've seen Daryl and Negan and Judith and Lydia all out. And dog, dog's back. And a kitten. Lydia has a kitten. 
Yay. So I, I, I hope it's kind of wiry, though. So I have high hopes that the Yay. cat will be a little survivor. But they're at, um, let me think, a cabin? Yes, they're in another cabin because there's cabins all over the place in Virginia, apparently. And it seems that Negan <laughs> is cooking yet again for another Grimes child. There's, I saw promo pictures of him stirring a pot, and it's adorable. And he's with Lydia and Judith, and uh, Judith and Lydia have scenes, which is nice because I don't really think that they've uh, they've gotten much time together, if any at all. I can't remember them ever interacting, so that's kind of that's kind of going to be nice. And I know that Daryl and Judith have some moments together. I have heard that Daryl finds out about Rick. I don't know 100% certain, but I think you oh, would okay. tell him. You know, they're close, and she's going to have to say to somebody, hey, my mom's not coming back. <laughs> hey, yes. have you heard from your mom? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's probably correct. Be that she for that takes arsenal. that time to tell Daryl about Rick. And I re I'm really hoping that Negan finds out because – I just didn't, you know, the whole Rick dying thing, and it just seemed like to Negan, kind of like he won. You know, when he was like, when it first happened, when he was back in the jail and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed to me like he he won, and I don't I don't like that. But anyway, so that's pretty much all I know about the tower. I'll probably know more tomorrow, but we'll be done by then. So, <laughs> so, so we'll go on to what we know about a certain doom, the okay. season finale that they're going to show someday. We don't know what day, but someday. Yeah. Now, there's a picture going around. On, AMC someday. has posted it on their Twitter or whatever, and of Daryl, and there's a whisper behind him. But if you look close, you can see that it's Negan. And this is not 100% confirmed by any means, but from filming spoilers and a source that's usually pretty good has said that Carol, Negan, Lydia, Kelly, Luke, Jules, and Beatrice are trapped at a hospital. I don't know why that they go there. I don't I don't don't know what's going on, but there's thousands of walkers Hospitals that have been again. murdered by yeah. the whispers that yeah. have, have trapped them in this hospital. I don't know why the Jules and Beatrice are there. I, I was kind of skeptical about that because they're from Oceanside. And I, I don't I don't know why that they would randomly show up there just for this, mm -hmm. unless of course it's just for Beatrice to be killed which she is, according to the spoiler that Beatrice is killed. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yes, when they have to go to the hospital, they put guts on themselves. During an escape which, attempt. They which now that we know that tanned walker skin is apparently trip. just as good as guts, so I don't even know why that they're still doing that. <laughs> That's going to be one of my pet peeves for a long time. But that's how they escape is by 
you know, putting this on them. Uh, Carol and Beatrice <laughs> are together, and Whisper sneaks up on them, stabs Beatrice, and Carol kills Whisper. I want to say if Carol gets bitten, that's the time, but she doesn't let on. Just like Andrea in the comic just kept going and went, you know, she went in and saved Eugene, kept uh, trying to herd the walkers towards the cliff. And it's also been mentioned that Lydia has a whisper mask at one point, and all the group members are wearing backpacks. And Luke has one with a bungee cord in it. I don't know how that's going to help. Luke is useless, so I don't know. He always has that damn blazer. But the most important thing is Luke kept his blazer. I just hate that blazer. (laughs) So anyway, the source also mentioned that there was a Commonwealth soldier present for filming at the hospital. (laughs) And he was in the... Anybody that read the comic, they kind of look like stormtroopers. But the ones from CRM wear black instead of white. Probably because AMC said... These people look too much like stormtroopers, and we can't have that. But definitely that armor that they wear in the comic only is black instead of white. And he had a custom-made rifle, (laughs) and the source said that the soldier filmed alone, fighting some walkers outside the hospital. So we don't know if he met up with a group or filmed with them or not. So that's, that's not really clear. Don't know if they left that kind of open for next season or what. But I've also heard that was the end of um, the spoiler from the Boiling Dead fan source had that to say. And none of that's been confirmed, but it's a relatively reliable source. Now, I've also heard that Luke's girlfriend, Jules, dies. I'm not even sure what she's doing there in the first place. Because she's not a soldier, just a blazer enthusiast. And I don't know why they would have taken her to, to lead walkers away or whatever. But I, I have heard that she's there and she dies. But um, that's not confirmed at all. That's speculation. And that still makes me think that at some point Carol is bitten. Mm-hmm. And Skybound has confirmed that there's going to be a big death in that episode. And out of those those characters, who else who else could it You're be? Right. Yeah, it's definitely. I feel like Carol Swan song. Now, my remaining right. question: it's, it's all leading up to Carol. Power and a certain doom. Yeah. Where is Connie? Why isn't anyone looking for her? This is bugging the crap out of me. I, I and that you have no confirmation if she's been she was filming or anything, right? In episode 15. So if we're going to see her, I think it's going to be in the next episode. I mean, they're all out in the cabins. Maybe she's got her own cabin by now. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they'll okay. run into her. So, you know, I'm, I'm, hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that it goes that way. Because I would like to see her come back before the end of the season and before that Carol gets bitten. Yeah. And also, 
Maggie is supposed to make an appearance before the end of the season. And I I am leaning towards her coming, showing up in a certain doom. I think whatever happens if Carol is bitten, I think number one is going to be a supersized episode. Just probably yeah. close to 90 minutes. You know, probably 88 minutes or something like that. And I think that whatever happens right. that they do get back mm-hmm. to somewhere, Alexandria or, or somewhere that uh, everyone is able to say goodbye to Carol and gathers and then they'll kind of like be the cliffhanger maybe she won't end up actually dying until season 11 but Ma- I feel like Maggie is going to have to show up around then yeah it, you know leading the herd away they still have to yeah they still have to do that maybe she'll show up with the you know stormtrooper so we'll see but yeah that's all the spoilers I have in me today yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's some yeah. stuff. So, and well, that's, usually that's on Tuesdays is when I find out some more, us, uh, more stuff. Keep us wondering. But you know, I, I'm a little concerned about this tower thing and the lack of information. And mm-hmm. I really, I'm going with Alden though. What do you think? You think Alden? That would make the most sense. It can't be, can't be somebody too big. I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Alden. Yeah. And all he does yeah. is bitch no, about But Alden is, is a middle-tier so. character that I think would fit the bill. Yeah. No. No offense to the actor. He's a cutie. He's expendable at this point. It has to be Not somebody. Not quite a red shirt, but I, still I'd be okay expendable. With that. It can't be Aaron. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's Aaron at all. And, uh, you know, I, I was placing bets on Ezekiel for a while, but, you know, he's, he's, he's out of the picture right now. He's not in that else, area. So. I would really like that. And he gets a big kick out of her. I think that's going to be Yeah, that, that'd be a good time. Okay. I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Thanks for listening, that's, Ben. Uh, that's another wrap on then. another episode. <laughs> Lots of information. We'll be back huh? next week. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Stuff and bang. Bye for now. <laughs> yep. With the. Uh...